Hey, what's going on, everybody? It is episode 132 of the Audible Farm podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Couchtown Coffee. If you're a coffee drinker, and I know you probably are, why? Because almost everybody drinks coffee. I would urge you all to try Couchtown Coffee. They roast coffee specifically for you in small batches and then ship it to your house. And that is amazing if I do say so myself. I always flip-flop back and forth between the medium roast and the dark roast. I'm not too particular on the on the kind that he roasts, but I, I like to try them all out. But I, I'm always like, I don't know if medium or dark is better. And guess what? Andrew at Couchtown Coffee roasted me a blend last time. What a wonderful person. If you guys are looking for some custom coffee made especially for you, or if you want to give out some cool gifts to some people, I would highly suggest Couchtown Coffee. So hit them up, www.couchtowncoffee.com. Find a coffee you like, make an order, and when you do make an order, you can get some coffee shipped directly to your house and save 20%. How do you save 20%? You enter the code word Audible Farm. The code word Audible Farm, when you make a purchase, just say, hey, I heard the ad on Audible Farm, and I want to save 20% because I want to try your coffee out. And because Andrew is so awesome and Couchtown Coffee is that good, they'll, they'll take 20% off your order just for you. So check them out, www.couchtowncoffee.com. This episode is also brought to you by Broken Strings. Broken Strings for Iowa. They've got a goal of giving one guitar to a student in every single school district in Iowa. That is 367 school districts, one guitar for each school district. And that is such a great deal because what they're looking for is students that might not be able to express themselves the way they want to, or students that might not have a way to get a guitar any other way. Uh, Maybe it's financial troubles, maybe it's just they don't know where to go to get these guitars. And Scott has started a not-for-profit company. That's Scott Kirkhart, musician from Iowa, has started a not-for-profit. And they're looking for donations. They're looking for any sort of attention they might be able to get. So if you want to just support them by liking the page, that's great. If you want to support them by making a monetary donation, they're going to have shirts for sale at their next event. If you're looking for, you know, maybe donating a used instrument, maybe you're looking to donate some money. There's all sorts of good stuff like that you can do. March 27th, they have an event. Look on their Facebook page. There will be a link in the description section. And the event, all of the proceeds are going to the Broken Strings Foundation. It is a not-for-profit. I mean, that, That's probably my favorite part about this. This isn't done so somebody can make a bunch of money on the side. This is all done so Scott can live this dream that he has to give a guitar to a student in every school district in Iowa. And I think it's beautiful. So if you've got leftover gear you don't necessarily need, as long as it's not super beat up or something like that, go ahead and hit them up. Hit them up if you want to make a monetary donation. Like I said, at the event on March 27th, they're going to have t-shirts for sale. Uh, I believe it is a ticketed event, but all the proceeds go directly to Broken Strings Foundation. So Broken Strings is uh, near and dear to my heart. I am I am not directly involved, but I am very indirectly involved in what's going on there. And I love the cause. So I, I urge everyone that's a musician to check it out. Even if you're not a musician, I urge you to check it out. It's for a good cause. So thank you very much, Broken Strings. This episode, I'm sitting down 
with an old classmate I had when I went to college, Mackenzie Schwenke. Uh, Mackenzie has been to school a couple different times, and she has a handful of different degrees, and that actually helps her out with what she's doing now and what she loves now, which is graphic design. We discuss how she uh, started getting into art, and some of the things she did when she started getting into art, believe it or not, is culinary stuff, culinary and baking. And I feel like that is something that is undersold as an art in itself. I kind of let out some of my lesser fun stories about not being able to bake very well and and the fact that you know we live in the midwest and people are willing to kind of just gobble down any sort of food they can find and that's just the way it is and that's nothing against us here in the midwest but that's just the way it is but we talk about how that ended up you know coming back into play when she decided to do graphic design and being a photographer we talk about the importance of having that kind of a professionalism whether or not you have a band whether or not you have um, like literally anything. It doesn't matter what kind of company you have. Restaurant. We even made the joke about having a plumbing supply store. You need this graphic arts. You need good pictures. You need things to look professional in order to have people take you seriously. And it's very serious stuff. And she takes it very serious, but she also has tons of fun doing it. If there's any bands out there looking for graphic design work, you should probably listen to this episode. She's, she's a great person and she's looking to cut her teeth and get her get her name out there and she loves doing what she does so check it out i hope you guys enjoy this episode mackenzie's uh an old friend of mine we had this is fun to catch up because we haven't seen each other in a well i guess it's been about a year or so maybe even two years we haven't really seen each other but you know it was kind of nice to sit down and talk with an old college friend and uh you know believe it or not even though i went to college at an older age i did make a couple pretty good friends there and it it's pretty awesome to to know that these people are, are going out into the real world doing what they love and Mackenzie's no different. Like I said, graphic design work, it's amazing work. She's just starting to get everything launched. And it's really fun to see her doing the things she's doing because I, I, I can do some graphic design work, but it's not very good, especially when you start comparing it to people who are actually trained in how to do it. And then you think, oh, yeah, it's worth it to pay somebody to get something done right. So if you're looking to get something done right, if you're looking for album artwork, if you're looking for photos for your business, photos for your band, if you just need a logo for something, hit her up. And if you uh, if you know a graphic designer, don't be scared to pay them money because they will make sure that everything looks good. We talk about all sorts of stuff like that in this episode, and it's a great one. We had a fun time sitting down chatting, and we didn't even cover all the topics we wanted to talk about, which means that Mackenzie's just going to have to come back on the podcast another time. So I hope you guys enjoy this one. It's episode 132 with Mackenzie Schwenke. She is a graphic designer. It's the Audible Farm Podcast with your host, Peter Stockdale. Uh, today I'm sitting down with Mackenzie Schwinky. Mackenzie, you and I actually met at Iowa Central when I was going back to school there. Uh, we met in an accounting department, which, believe it or not, doesn't really like. You wouldn't think it leads yourself to be musical, I guess. Like, mm-hmm. where, why would you run into somebody that's like artistic or musical in an accounting degree <laughs> type deal? But believe here it or are. not, <laughs> here here we are. And I, you know, I've I've ran into a couple people that are musical and, and do accounting stuff in my life, which is kind of mind blowing. There's not many of us, but I feel like the the ones that are kind of kind of special or whatever. So. Elite group. <laughs> <laughs> but it was one of those things when when we met, you were doing accounting, but you already had a couple degrees under your belt. Mm-hmm. And then 
the degrees that you had were culinary and baking, yes. which, believe it or not, I mean, that's something we talked about before the podcast, is how there's a lot of art actually involved in doing those kind oh, of yeah. things. And that's something that's undersold. Um, before the podcast, we went out to eat, and nothing against where we went to eat, but it's not like they fancied the dishes up or mm-hmm. anything, you know? I mean, yeah. they still look nice and whatever, but yeah. it's... But there's like a big difference between going to places that they just add, oh, we'll just put flakes of parsley around there. That's <laughs> that's good enough. And then you go to like actually like good restaurants where people like put in a lot of effort into this food. And I seriously, I love going to places like that and seeing the art behind it. Like if you go to like really fine restaurants like we did when I was in culinary, oh, a lot of them were like, they were plated so perfectly and everything had a purpose to it and a place to it. And, and if somebody that was next to you got the same thing, it looked identical. Like there's so much art in culinary that it's, people don't realize it and they don't appreciate it. Cause I mean, especially around here, you don't really see that many places that actually put that much time and effort into their food every day. But yeah, and it's nothing against the Midwest, but in the Midwest, we're kind of just like, give us a bunch of cheap food and we'll eat it all. Mm-hmm. And I mean... The more, the the better, but... <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like buffet style stuff or like, I'm going to go get barbecue and just, just pile it all on here and I'm just going to eat it all down. And yeah. nothing against... I mean, I'm not throwing barbecue places under the, you know, but... <laughs> Sue it, him. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, I, that's like one of the other things I'd, I'd think is not just the artistry and the presentation of the food, but there's also a lot of art that goes into actually like properly balancing the ingredients in the food. Yeah. Where like... um I don't know. We went out and got some food at a Mexican place before we did this podcast. And I just like slathered it all with, with salsa. And I was, while I was eating, I was like, ah, I put too much salsa on this, but mm-hmm. it's not like you can just scrape it off, yeah. you know? So you don't want to like, well, like, so, uh, cause obviously when culinary, we, we study a lot of like the fine dining, like you're, we're talking three Michelin stars, which is the best of the best. Like, um, when they rate Michelin stars, um, the third star is considered like people make trips specifically to eat at this place. And, um, there's some of them cause they do like, you know, 30 course meals, <laughs> like oh, we're talking like, oh gosh. But, um, each one, some of them, they purposely make it. So it's not going to taste good, which at first I was like, what the heck? Like, why would you do that? Like you're in culinary, like your, your point is to, you know, good food. Right. Mm-hmm. But the reason that they did it was because they showed you, here's like, here's something not good. And like, so you learn to appreciate the, like the actual good food and like, here's what like good food is supposed to be like. And, um, there's just, Oh my gosh, there's some crazy chefs out there. Uh, I actually got chef Thomas Keller for anybody that's like into food and stuff. Chef Thomas Keller is one of the best in the United States. Uh, I got his autograph once and Oh gosh, I was like, (laughs) freaking out like (laughs) for all the culinary people it was just like oh my gosh but uh like you research a lot about it like noma for once for one of them like what they were ranked the top restaurant in the world for a couple years back to back which is very rare and like the amount of process that they went in to just finding their food for that one season like that he would go out into nature and he'd just go find stuff and be like wonder what we could do with this. <laughs> and 
like he just create these amazing things that you would never even thought of. Some of them look like, um, like a bird's nest. And that was purposely what he wanted was like, he wanted to bring you back to nature. And that's a lot of what like, you know, the good chefs want to do is bring you back to like simple ingredients, but here's how we're going to do it in a crazy way. And, uh, you get someone like that. And then you got some like that are super into the, the molecular gastronomy, which is like, uh, oh gosh, Grant Akches. I know, I screwed up that last name. I know it. Um, in Chicago, but one of his crazy things that he was known for is he did an edible balloon. And that I've was of one that. of the, that was one of like the dishes that came, he came out was just this balloon and they would set it down and be like, Hey, you're, supposed to put your lips up to it and suck in the helium and then eat the balloon like (laughs) it's just like who thinks of that but it was was crazy Uh, it's perfect there's so much art in it and beauty (laughs) yeah i mean that's like like we said it's 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 undersold a lot i mean especially like and i'm just gonna admit it here but like my camera over there is is sitting next to a pizza cooker like a frozen pizza (laughs) cooker so it's like you know, it's not like I'm out there eating fine dining all the time, but like I've I've been on like cruise ships and things like that where they take a lot of care and time to, you know, build you crazy stuff, you know, mm-hmm. and it's like I remember getting like a like a strawberry soup once and it was just like w- w- like who would do this? And then you eat it and you're like this is amazingly good. And yeah. it's it's when I order stuff cuz it's like even if this is gross, I can throw it away and no mm-hmm. one's going to get mad and I already paid for the meal anyways, so just take yeah. a, take a shot. Yeah. You know, and that's some of that stuff where I think a lot of people don't ever consider, you know, food being an art form. And that's something that I, I guess I like, I underappreciate too, as a Midwesterner mm-hmm. too. Like I said, I eat frozen pizzas and stuff and I'm okay with it. Or like, you know, like a box of mac and cheese here and there. And it's like, man, it's whatever, yeah. you know? Um, the other end of that is I don't have kids. So if you have kids, <laughs> a lot of times they're just like, I'm not eating mac and cheese ever again in my life. I don't yeah. want to see a box of, <laughs> I don't even see anything that's blue and in a box anymore, you oh, know? Gosh, like, yeah. so, um, yeah, no, like, uh, Oh gosh, I was gonna say something. <laughs> that's that's the best part about the podcast is you can sometimes it just kind of yeah you just forget what you're saying and some, <laughs> sometimes I interrupt the guest unfortunately. Well, like a lot with like food. Um, oh gosh, what was I gonna say? Well, let me ask you this. Okay, you asked Did, me Let's when you decided to go to school to do culinary stuff was that like your first choice or like did you grow up thinking like I want to learn how to make crazy meals and do (laughs) and mix stuff that people might not think of mixing or like work on presentation or um no (laughs) (laughs) was it just kind of a thing Um, you chose and you decided you liked it or so growing up as a little kid if you would have asked me when I was like a fifth grader or whatever what I wanted to do uh I wanted to be a vet a veterinarian because I love animals. Mm-hmm. I, I still do, obviously, since I have a dog that is f- flooding my news feed. That's all I post about. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, everybody that follows me. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, I can't exactly quite remember what led me to wanting to do culinary. But um, I think it was around high school. When I, it was more baking that I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And I love to bake. I used to just make cookies whenever I wanted to, cupcakes whenever I wanted to. It just was like, you know what? Today sounds like a good day to bake. Like, <laughs> uh, So originally I just wanted to do baking, but then I was like, you know what? The culinary side is going to be really good too. Mm-hmm. And so that's why I ended up taking culinary too because you got the knife skills part too um, along with everything, which is super handy. Uh, and it takes a lot of skill 
to be able to properly <laughs> use your knife. Yes. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't really know how else to explain it besides that was kind of what led me into culinary and, um, the passion of the chefs that I worked with, uh, definitely, uh, helped kind of lead you with the culinary and get definitely like burn that passion into you. Um, but yeah, I, it pretty much just started with baking, wanting to just mess around with baking. And now whenever I'm home, my first thing that comes out of my dad's mouth is Mackenzie, what are you making for us tonight? I'm like, okay, dad, <laughs> I know <laughs> I was a chef. Okay. So let me ask you this then. Do you think there's much of a difference between baking and cooking food? And I'll preface this with something else. I can cook food. I can, mm -hmm. I was a meat cutter. I can grill anything. I can cut anything up. I can do lots of crazy stuff like that. But when it comes to like baking something, I am no bueno. Like I just, <laughs> I just can't do it. I don't know. Somebody told me once that I'm over mixing everything. Like I'll make cookies and they come out flatter than they should be. Mm. Cause I'm like mixing all of the air out of them or something, <laughs> you know, or like brownies were another one. My brownies are never, they're always like super, super thick and they never, I don't know. They're just dense. It's like, I, like I said, mm -hmm. I like, it's like I beat all the air out of them. And then when yeah. you bake them, they don't rise much. And they just, and it's so like, I'm, I've never been good at baking food. And I don't, I don't know why, especially like uh dessert type stuff. It's mm -hmm. just, I just wreck it. Yeah. I mean, there's a certain, like, there's a certain, I don't want to say like there's a certain science, but like there is in some ways a little bit with baking. I mean, baking is more of, um, especially when you like have a recipe, it's more of follow the instructions and, um, especially with mixing and stuff, uh, certain things that's mixed until it's put together and that's it. Yeah. Um, some things you like, I remember we had like a bread baking class, which was the best class because you <laughs> ate bread every single class period in that class. Oh yeah. Um, but, uh, there were certain breads that like you had to get used to knowing the difference between how, how long to mix bread mm -hmm. and there was a way that you checked it where you grabbed a piece and then you um you spread it apart until it was like this even like thin layer and then you looked at it through the light hitting it and then you saw like how well it stayed together is that like is it like staying together just as check to see how the gluten is forming hmm. and yeah <laughs> just gonna reveal all secrets anyways <laughs> um but yeah there's culinary i think from my point of view, culinary is a lot of, here's my ingredients. Now let's see what I'm going to do with it. Like, I can um, see that. there's a lot of times when I'm making stuff and my mom hates it because I never, I don't re really measure anything. Mm -hmm, yeah. I'm just like, put it in there. Oh, taste it. Mm, definitely needs this. Like, I'm just like going at it. And if she likes it, then she goes, okay, now Mackenzie, I need you to write down the recipe. And I'm like, oh no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm guessing around like this much and yeah. But with baking, yeah, there there is a science behind all of it. And like especially when we first started uh in those classes was learning about every component. Yeah. And here's why this is important. What does salt do? <laughs> like uh I don't know. I guess it's two different things. It really is. I don't know. I like how you said, you know, with baking, it's follow the instructions. And with like culinary and other forms of cooking, it's kind of just how do you want to put this together? It's your mm -hmm. choice. Because like, I will say the only things I can bake that turn out good are, are things from a box. And I don't want to like actually say that. Sorry, anybody that's listening that's culinarily <laughs> inclined of any sort. But like, like a Duncan Hines cake or something. It's just yeah. like 
put this stuff in it, mix an egg, this much blah, blah, mix it, done, make a cake, mm-hmm. you know? But, like, you can't just start, like, throwing weird stuff in there and expect it to work out because sometimes it's not going to work out, you know? Oh, and gosh. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like you said, with uh, with food, it's kind of like, I mean, you get to molecular gastronomy, it's like, well, we can go nuts with this. Mm-hmm. And as long as the end product tastes the way you want it to yeah. taste, then yeah. you, then you won, you know? Yeah. Well, especially with baking, like, um, like, especially if you watch, like, all those baking shows... And they have like, oh, here, you know, we're going to make this type of cookie, blah, 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 blah. There's still a science behind it because you still have to have the like the, the ratio of flour to, you know, sugar to all that stuff. Because if something's off, your dough's not going to, you know, do anything when you bake it. Like it's just going to be the worst cookie. So like, Gu- yeah. Guilty as charged. <laughs> <laughs> so like there's a science behind baking. I feel like that's more... Um, a little bit more precise than just culinary is just, hey, let's just try something, like, and see what happens, you know? Mm-hmm. So. I always thought that was funny, though. Like, it's not the first time I've heard baking is just follow the instructions, <laughs> you know? And it's, I, I don't know. I guess to me, it's not that easy, but I'm also, like, not necessarily, like, baking inclined, I guess is just what I just consider. I just, I'm sure if I tried a bunch and, and learned more about it, I could get better at it. Mm-hmm. But it's also one of those things where it's like, I've made brownies like three or four times and they all sucked. So I was just like, I'm never making brownies again, you know, and you just give See, up. Then and... apparently we need to bring brownies together. <laughs> you need to show me how to do it. <laughs> <laughs> so it's pretty crazy that like you started out going uh, with baking and culinary and you graduated with a degree in that. I remember you telling me, did you intern in Chicago? Yes, I did uh, for I, two months. I recall you telling me some interesting stories about that. Do you have any like off the top of your head you remember? Okay, so... To tell you first I'll tell you what where I was at um so the first month I spent in hot chocolate at a place called hot chocolate there we go English um <laughs> and that was with chef Mindy Siegel and she's won a lot of James Beard awards for anybody that knows what that is um really good awards <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm over here shrugging I don't know <laughs> yeah so and it's called hot chocolate so obviously they served hot chocolate Okay. And I worked in the dessert side. Oh, gosh. The desserts were so good. Oh, I loved it. Um, And a lot of what I did was, like, I'd help with preparing it. So we'd get there, like, 10 o'clock in the morning was when I – well, sometimes when I'd get there around there. Uh, They would usually be there a little bit earlier than I was. But – and we work until it was time for service. Mm -hmm. And uh, you meet a lot of unique people. (laughs) in the culinary field um and then when service started that was pretty much where we were just plating Mm -hmm. and that was where I just loved loved it uh some crazy stories oh gosh I'm trying to think of what happened there let me ask you this before you start with that what kind of food did they serve there was it all just dessert style stuff or was it like did they have full meals or was it like our specialty is hot chocolate but we also have you know whatever inside or so they yeah they did serve like normal food um but obviously, Chef Mindy Siegel, she was well-known for her pastries. Mm-hmm. So that was more of, I feel like, the focus of yeah. that place was um, our dessert side. Um, but their food was really good at the same time. Um, so I'd help out with that side, too, when uh, pastry side, we were doing good. And uh, preparations, we were ahead of the game or whatever. And so I'd go help out the the chefs on the other side. And um, so there was one night that accidentally I ended up getting to eat three desserts, <laughs> try three desserts 
at the same night and it was so good that was my dinner and i was <laughs> i remember eating that and thinking like wow this is such a great life like <laughs> i get to eat these and like they were delicious uh we had one that like specifically we put food dye in the cake that we had made and her cake was ugh, seriously still the best cake i've ever had um and somebody was allergic to food dye which they knew about it when we ordered when they ordered it and we set it down in front of them and then they just let it sit there and we're like okay what's going on like why aren't you eating it is there something wrong with it so our one of our servers went over there and they're like hey is everything okay and she goes well i'm allergic to food dye and we're like Oh no! You, you didn't think to tell us that, so we took it back, and she was like, and "The servant was like, she didn't touch it at all." So she, he was like, "You want to eat it?" I was like, "Oh heck yeah, yeah let's oh, go!" That'd be awesome. So I ended up <laughs> devouring three desserts, and it was fantastic. Um, the other place I worked at was at the oldest running family bakery in the United States. It's called Benison's Bakery. Uh, I actually knew the guy that owns the uh, the bakery because. His cousin was my shop teacher in high school. Oh, cool. And yes, I was in shop. <laughs> the only girl in shop. Um, but so I went there and I remember because I'd get there around like seven o'clock in the morning and I prepared myself every time going in there and did not eat breakfast <laughs> because the first things that I would do because I was quick at it was fill macarons. Oh my gosh! Don't even get me started. Oh, macarons are very. They're good. so good. Yeah. Um. So uh, that was what I spent like the first hour or two doing was filling a ton of macarons, and uh, if one of them like the shell was broken or whatever, it ended up breaking. Whatever, you could either throw it away, or you could eat it. Yes. <laughs> and yes, I did eat them because <laughs> I just uh, I have like an obsession with macarons. They're so good. So there's the weird thing. If people don't know, like, you can go get macaroons at a store, but there's, I've been to a couple of bakeries that make them, and it's like light years better. Mm -hmm. uh, even if the bakery's not world renowned or anything, yeah. it's just like these fresh macaroons beat the pants off of yeah. something you can buy in a store. And if you've never had one, they're like almost crispy, but delicate and, uh, like kind of, like I want to say soft. Yeah, they're like, soft at the same time. Yeah, it's hard to explain, but they are so good. Oh gosh. But like you said, like sometimes you can like if you're kind of like all thumbs, you might end up like smushing them mm -hmm. a little bit or cracking them yeah, or, or denting be, them. They're very delicate, and yes. but oh my gosh, they're so worth it. Uh, the guy that owned the bakery, he is a master baker, which is you have to take a test over. Like there's. A process to, in order to get that and he got it um which is a very good award like this guy knew knows everything there is to know <laughs> about bread whatever it might be i oh gosh yes um and i loved working there they were so, such great people uh my favorite person his name was hector and hector martinez oh my gosh i love that guy <laughs> and he was the hardest worker i've ever seen um, but he, he was so funny and there was another lady that I was working with that I had pretty much worked side by side sometimes. And, um, she decided to get a macaron tattooed right here <laughs> and Hector thought it looked like a hamburger. <laughs> I don't know if that's uh Oh gosh. I mean, I guess, yes, you can kind of see it, but maybe, uh -huh. maybe the tattoo artist needed work. I don't know. I, I we'll, don't know. We'll just let it go. We'll just, we're just going to let <laughs> yeah. that one slide. Um, 
And so he wasn't a huge fan of this girl. And he would walk by every single time. And he, when he wanted to get her going, and he'd go, I just don't understand why someone could get a hamburger on their arm. <laughs> and she would whip her head around. She'd get so mad. And I'd just sit there laugh. And he'd just get this big grin on his face. I'm like, Hector, oh my gosh. And then he'd come up to me and be like, Mackenzie, you live here. You pay no rent. And then just walk off. And I'm like... Hector, like, you can't just, like, smooth talk me, then walk away. <laughs> like, he was just so funny. Oh, gosh, but he was the sweetest guy ever. Uh, I ended up getting to work with a machine. Uh, for anybody that knows what a CNC router is, it's, mm-hmm. uh, it's like that, but in the pastry world. <laughs> so Okay, so how would that work? So then? let me explain. So uh, instead of, obviously, a router... <laughs> Um, it uses high water pressure mm-hmm. and then you can program it to cut into like, for instance, like sometimes we used it for brownies um, and it made it easier to cut the shapes, shapes of the brownies perfectly, the right size. Um, and with it being such, such high water pressure, you wouldn't have known that that's what, how it cut. Yes. And it was like smooth as butter. Like this thing was amazing to work with, but Never reach your hand in there. That's, uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, <laughs> disclaimer. Yes, uh, I mean I've done that. I've done that like washing cars when you go buy your own like water pressure, you know, your own water mm-hmm. hose, and it's like don't crank it up too much and put your hand in front of it, yeah. and before you know it, it just pulls all your skin off. And you're yeah, like, holy cow. Well, with that machine, I got told that like they were like normally we don't let interns mess with this. Uh, just because it's a hundred thousand some dollar machine mm-hmm. uh, that they had to actually remove a window, like the side of the wall on one side, just to be able to get this machine into their bakery. Oh wow! Um, and they ended up trusting me enough that they're like, "We're gonna teach you how to use it." And so cool. when ever uh, Hector needed it, he, he'd come up there and he'd come, Mackenzie, I need your help. I'm like. <laughs> okay, Hector, only for you. <laughs> I'd go walk back there and help him. And I just, I loved it. He was, oh gosh, I seriously, I miss the crap out of that guy. <laughs> um, but oh, I loved it there. I mean, it was hard work. And especially if you're, I was, it was in the dead heat of July and which around the time we were hitting like the hottest temps in that summer, like it was, oh gosh, it was so hot. And then you're in a bakery. Yeah. Which yeah. <laughs> that in itself, oh gosh, that was, it was, you were sweating all the time, but, uh, we, we had so much fun and I mean, it was hard work, but it was so much fun. And, uh, we'd crank up music and sometimes we'd be dancing <laughs> while we're working, which then I'd forget that we had cameras that are video <laughs> recording us as we're working and they're putting it on their website. So if anybody wants to check in and see what we're doing, like they can totally see it. I'm like, Oh gosh, I forgot. Well, that's that's you know, hilarious. So you guys are all out there like boogieing and stuff. Like. <laughs> <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> but, uh, they have hands down the best croissants I've ever had in my entire life. I love their croissants. Oh gosh. They like melted in your mouth. I still will never have a croissant that says that good. I think that's another thing too. There's like some foods, like we said with macaroons, croissants would definitely be another one where like if you get a fresh one, you're just like, whoa, this mm-hmm. is night and day difference than just going to getting Pillsbury croissants. Don't sue me, Pillsbury, but like. But <laughs> it's a big difference. I it, kid you not. If you ever had these croissants, yes. you would be done. You wouldn't be able to have the other ones. Like The craziest thing I had once was a, a chocolate croissant and it was just like. 
what like why would I ever want a chocolate mm-hmm. croissant? But when you get like a good one, you're like, oh, I get it now. Like <laughs> this is almost just dessert, you know? Yeah. Like it just flakes apart. Well, they and... like they did a whole bunch like different flavors. So like they, some of them they would wrap like around chocolate like sticks that they had, and they would wrap it around there, and they'd wrap it around some like spinach stuff and um, ham and cheese, you know, basic stuff. But yeah, they did it around chocolate, and at first I was like, I mean, yeah, but like. It do- I mean, almost yeah. doesn't. It almost doesn't seem like they would go together, yeah. kind of. And but. Just, I mean, to me, it was just like bread and chocolate <laughs> in yeah. my head when I first. But then you like try it, and it's just like, okay, I get I, it. I, I get it now. Yeah. <laughs> it's a long ways away from pigs in a blanket, you know. Like, <laughs> not that you guys were or weren't making pigs in a blanket. But, you know? <laughs> so that's pretty cool. Like, you know, I, I once again, I feel like that's a lot of undersold things when it comes to like the people that are making your your baked goods, your cooked goods and things like that. And like we said, it's nothing against your restaurants in whatever your local town is. It's not like those people don't have skill because believe it or not, it takes mm-hmm. skill to cook food in any fashion. I'm sure you've run into it just as much as I have in your life that there's people that just don't, they just don't have the ability to cook food. They're just mm-hmm. not good at it or whatever. Kind of like me with baking, you know? <laughs> so like, that's one reason I'm never just like, this bakery sucks because it's like, well, at least it came out normal and mine doesn't even <laughs> mine doesn't even work. So I'm never going to like undersell, you know, somebody. And there used to be a bakery here in town that would bake stuff and they would have fried food and things like that, uh, like bo- like donuts and things mm-hmm. of that nature. And, you know, I always just, uh, it always just kind of intrigued me. And that's, you know... My mom never, when we were growing up, she'd like bake cookies and do brownies and things like that. And they weren't like bad, but it wasn't anything that was like super great. And then you find out that like, she just hasn't done it a lot. And now that she's retired and she makes cookies and stuff, it's like, oh, these are dynamite. It's like, cause <laughs> she has the time to just, I'm bored. I'm just going to make cookies, you mm-hmm. know? And then you start to figure out how to do it better, you know? And I, I always thought that was weird. Cause you know, when you think about baking cookies and things, you always think of like your grandma or whatever, you know? And then it's like, is this something that's like a lost art? And I think some of it just has to do with taking the time to get good at it too, yeah. you know? So yeah. And finding the right recipe. <laughs> That's true. That's true. I remember seeing a post on Facebook where they were like, they made like 12 different cookies and then like all of the cookies had slightly different recipes and they explained, mm-hmm. we're like, this one looks like this cause it has more baking soda than the mm-hmm. rest. And this one looks like this cause it has more salt in it than the rest and, and et cetera, yeah. et cetera. And that's once again, that's something that I wouldn't know hide nor hair about, but you know, you, you haven't gone to school, you would probably understand it a little bit better than me. So yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, we, you do that, then you decide that it's maybe not the thing you want to do. Um, maybe not for like a living, maybe not for life, but it's definitely something you have in your back pocket that you can always mm-hmm. come back to. So that's one of the important things I think about, Yeah. um, going to school. And even if you don't like doing what you went to school for, you can still utilize it mm-hmm. later in life. Um, because we went to school for accounting and then afterwards you went back to school again and you're a graphic designer and you had some photography stuff. And Mm -hmm. we actually talked a little bit how um, at the beginning of this, maybe before we started doing the interview, but we talked about how your culinary degree actually came in handy when you were doing photography stuff for the school. And I thought that was a cool story. So let's pop that in here too. Um, So for our photography department, um, sometimes we get called in to just different businesses that were like, Hey, we need pictures. We need updated pictures. Can you come out here? So like we did it for a salon once like, um, but this one was a little bit different. Um, it was for Buford's cause they're just now they're revamping their menu, changing some stuff up for people living across the state. Buford's is a steakhouse restaurant kind of place. Yeah. And, um, uh, it's not just a steakhouse, but I, I think they were called Buford's steakhouse. Was yeah. The deal. And I think that I don't want to like 
end up saying the wrong thing, but I think that they're kind of going away, trying to do something a little bit refreshed and new. And yeah, um, at one point in time, they remodeled the whole place and they were mm-hmm. changing it all up. Was I yeah. remember that? So yeah, so, so they called you guys in and they were like, yeah. "We need pictures. What do they need so, pictures of?" Yeah, and so like this semester, I haven't been able to take a photography class. It just never didn't fit in my schedule. Um, but my teacher, uh, Rochelle, she was like, "Hey." you know, feel free to stop by, hang out with us, you know, whatever. And, um, I had modeled for them in the past. So sometimes I'd go in there and just, you know, look nice (laughs) for them. Mm -hmm. Uh, and so this came up and she came up to me, she goes, Hey, I think this would be really great for your portfolio. If you came out, bring your camera, you know, we'll take some pictures, you know, put it in your portfolio. Like, cool. Great. Uh, talked it out, got out of my one class for a little bit and, went out there and at first I was like, yeah, we're going to take some pictures. And then I see a plate of food and I was like, okay, I need to, I need to fix this. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I started adjusting some things and then that just turned into, okay, Mackenzie, we have this plate of food. Can you plate it? (laughs) And so instead of me taking pictures, I pretty much spent the whole time plating and making things look nice. And uh, it was actually a ton of fun for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was like my favorite part about the culinary, the baking, was plating. Because there's so much art in it. It's kind of fun to just, you know, smear stuff on there. And um, So it was like a ton of fun. I was just sitting there like they'd bring a plate to me. And she was like, so what do you, she was like, here's like this fish. What do you think, what do you want to put it on? I'm like, okay, get me this. And like, <laughs> what does it normally come with? Oh, it comes with this sauce. Okay, let's just smear it, you know, do something like fun with it. And then I would get called, hey, Mackenzie, can you come look at this plate and like fix it? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I go over there. And so uh, at one point my teacher just like walked over and she was like, I love you. <laughs> I'm like, I love me too. Like, thanks. Like, uh, which is kind of funny. Cause it was like, nobody else had that culinary experience. And with having that culinary experience, I could be like, yeah, let's, I have some ideas for it. Let's sprinkle some cheese over this part. Let's, let's fix that edge. Let's clean that up, you know? And while like photographers, they are known to like, they're taught like to, Hey, try to, you know, fix the scene, fix the scene, make it look nice. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think with food, it's a little d- bit different. Uh, and I think they were almost scared to touch something. Cause I mean, you, you touch a sauce and you put it in the wrong spot. Like it's permanently there on the plate, you know? Yeah. Uh, or you like touch it and it's like, Oh, I smeared it all over this yeah. thing. And you can't really like wipe salmon off to make yeah. it, you know, or like <laughs> something like that. So, yeah. So I think that was definitely, kind of an eye-opening moment for me. I was like, cool. Like my culinary side of this is really going to come in handy with this. Like, uh, and I love getting to incorporate both of them into one central thing. And, you know, I just thought that was like really interesting how the two ended up overlapping and like, it wasn't really planned, you know, maybe, maybe Rochelle, I'm thinking that's Rochelle green, a green door photography in Fort Dodge. Yes. Yes. Uh, yes. Does actually very good work. Oh, um, yes. I knew great. some. I knew somebody that interned there for a while. It's uh, if anybody's looking for someone to take pictures, I'd recommend it. So. Oh yeah, uh, she's great. I love her. <laughs> yes. Yeah. She's a very nice person too. So. Um, but yeah, it's like one of those things. Maybe she knew that you kind of did some of that and could help out more. But mm-hmm. it's also kind of interesting that it's like blind luck that that happened like yeah. that. You know. And, and like it definitely wasn't really planned for me to 
played at all. Like when I got there, I, I got there a little later than everybody else because um, I had to go to my first class for just a little bit, check in on our project that we were doing. Um, and so I showed up and everybody had their stuff all set up. And so pretty much I was going to go around and take pictures from a different perspective from whatever I found, saw, whatever. Um, and <laughs> then it just turned into me plating, yeah. <laughs> which I was like, you know, I, it's fine. I didn't get pictures, you know, a ton of pictures, but I was like, it was definitely fun for my creative side just to it was kind of a break from uh the everyday normal uh you know class schedule to be able to just go out there and have some fun (laughs) mess with some food yeah (laughs) play with my food (laughs) (laughs) you know the other cool thing about that was like i guess it depends more like on who is going to be the management and how they do stuff but like they could see the way you're orienting stuff and be like we're going to copy this yeah and now we're going to have all the food come out like this because now that we have like a better idea of how Mm -hmm. to do it or a different way of doing it that might be blah 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 you know like because you're more trained in it than maybe just some random person that's like let's just throw it down here and take a picture and it's like well if we just did these tiny little things yeah it could actually be so much small things that you don't necessarily notice but it it can make a big difference yeah Uh, i remember getting drilled in my head you know you see what you you eat with your eyes like that's true if you see something like that that was a big thing with plating is that you can make it look pretty and people are going to look at it and be like, oh, this looks good. <laughs> the best example I would say for that would be like bland colored food. Mm-hmm. So like if everything's kind of got this white hue to it, it's like this doesn't look yeah. good, you know? Like even I still remember in culinary um, when you brought out like, because there's a normal yellow potato, but there are purple potatoes mm-hmm. and bringing those out instead of a normal potato and the amount of people that were like, oh my gosh. <laughs> and <laughs> It's just something so simple that, like, as you're in culinary and you're like, okay, let's just, you know, do our stuff. You know, Mm -hmm. this is cool. And it just amazed people, like, blew people's minds. (laughs) It's just just so funny to me. All right. So we're going to change the gears here, actually, (laughs) because, I mean, we talked a lot about food. I bet we could talk about food the whole podcast. Probably making everybody hungry. (laughs) (laughs) Hopefully you're not listening to this on the road far away away from somewhere and (laughs) <laughs> and if if you are going to stop somewhere to get food, hopefully you're not stopping out of McDonald's because you'll be let down after all this talk. But oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> but you actually are a graphic designer and it's not mm-hmm. just the photography portion of it. One of the things that kind of blew me away was you will every now and then on your Facebook share pictures of like, I did this thing for one of my classes and mm-hmm. it's like, I just kind of threw this together today. And it's like, how did you throw that together? And it looks so good because believe it or not, when I first went to Iowa Central, I took graphic design classes. I didn't make it out. I didn't graduate. I took one <laughs> semester and dropped out. And so I didn't really learn too much. Mm-hmm. I would I would be what I would call a novice. Uh, a novice is so much better than somebody that doesn't know anything because <laughs> people that don't know anything, it's kind of tough when they try to design their own stuff because yeah. you know, Microsoft Paint can only do so much, you know. So, oh, gosh. Uh, but you also do graphic design work and it's, uh, I'm not, I don't want to blow your head up here too much, but it's, it looks really nice, you know, it's, <laughs> and it was one of the reasons that I thought this would be a good, you know, reason for you to come on the podcast because mm-hmm. you know not only do i you know talk to artists but this graphic design is just as much an art form as somebody that can yeah. doodle or draw something or whatever and mm-hmm. um you know i do a lot of people with music and musicians are on here and i and this isn't anything against musicians but i see a lot of people who just like steal an image off somewhere on the internet and then they're just like i'll just put a block letter thing of my name over top of this and we'll call it good you know yeah I could have done that for Audible Farm, but I paid a graphic designer to make me one. And it looks so much better. 
Yes, I paid a graphic designer to Can do you it. Add in a, an applause. Like, <laughs> I, I wish like, I had a soundboard. So proud of you. God <laughs> goes wild. No, but seriously, uh, I know a lot of people shy away from it because it's just like, I'm not paying this person 50 bucks. Mm-hmm. I'm not paying this person 100 bucks. And it's like, do it. It's going to be it's so worth, worth it. it because they can make something for you and then alter it in certain fashions that we wouldn't be able to do, mm-hmm. you know, or like we were talking about the difference between like a, a vector versus just like your simple JPEGs and stuff. And it's like, yeah. if you just make a JPEG and it looks okay, have fun trying to blow it up or stretch yeah. it out a certain way. It ain't going to, it ain't going to look good. No. You know? So when I was doing the stuff, I was like, I want something that kind of looks like this. I want a big one. I want a small one. I want one with a clear mm-hmm. background so I could set it on top of something. I want yeah. one with a, a solid background so I can, you know, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. And the person that I had do my graphic design work. It was uh, Brent Licata. I did a podcast with him a while back, if you guys want to look for that one. But uh, he helped me out a lot with that. And it was mm-hmm. it was great to have somebody that knew what they were doing. Because like I said, I could have done it, but it would have just been like, here's a dumb picture <laughs> of something and then some block letters over it and yeah. we'll just call it good. How did you decide to do this? You know, that's something else that kind of blew me away. Is it was it something that you were like, I like art enough that maybe I'll try and do it with computers? Or did you were you much of a drawer? Or So uh, I used to draw a little bit um, without going into too much detail. It was a lot when I was going through mental health struggles that I was definitely drawing a lot. Um, it was my way of expressing my emotion. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, I drew a little bit. I think, honestly, when I was in high school, before I decided to take culinary, I... I did want to go into graphic design, um, but then I was like, you know what? I I don't think I could do it. Like, I just don't think I'd be good at it. Mm. I 100% that did go through my head. Yeah. And um, because it's a lot of art. And I, I, I mean, I drew a little bit, but it, I never considered myself, you know, an artist. An artist. Yeah. yeah. Um. And so the more I thought about it, uh, I ended up actually taking digital mass communications at first, which is like a mixture of like graphic design, but it also has to do with a lot of, um, writing and stuff, mm-hmm. which I'm not a writer. <laughs> um, of, of all the things you have degrees in. Yeah. That's the one I'm that's... not going to do. <laughs> I probably should just so I can learn how to, well, you know, you never know. You English. can always go back again, you know? <laughs> no, <laughs> I could just hear my mom yelling. No, no. <laughs> um, no, graphic design, I, oh gosh, um, I can't exactly remember what led me to be like, you know what, I'm going to do it. I'm going to go into graphic design. Um, I definitely got a lot of crap <laughs> from people about, you know, why are you going back again? Like, mm-hmm. shouldn't you just go interns with somebody and see if it's actually what you want to do? And um, maybe they had the best interest, interest in mind with me, but, uh, you know, I... At some point, I was like, you know what? Screw you guys. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to do this for me. And I fell in love with it. And, 100%. Um, the teacher, Jake Zweibomber, uh, I will never say it to his face, even though now you're going to have video evidence of this, but <laughs> he's fantastic. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'll never say it to his face. <laughs> Great guy. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. Uh, we go back and forth with each other a lot, but... Uh, He's, he's a great teacher. Fantastic. Um, and from the very start, uh, when I was in digital mass communications, we had to take a Photoshop class. And so he was a teacher and I don't know what it was. I don't know if he saw something in me or, um, what it was. Maybe he was just trying to get more people in his program. Mm -hmm. Um, but he kept trying to like persuade me to switch over to graphic design and, 
uh, after the first semester and taking Photoshop classes. And I was like, you know what? I like this. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. This is fun. And I decided to switch over and, oh gosh, I love it. It's so much fun. Uh, there's something so, uh, endless about it, I guess I should say. Like there's so many possibilities that you can do with it. I mean, you can draw, but you can also just click points. <laughs> yeah. Like I don't know how to explain it, but um it's fun. And a lot of like my projects start out with just a simple idea. Um like my one that I recently just posted, I I had to do a series as for our art show that's coming out here in like the next month um for the semester and I did a series on mental health because mental health is a huge thing I'm passionate about and I like to do things that I'm passionate about. And so I did a series. So one of them was about anxiety. The other one was about depression. And what I wanted to capture was this is what it felt like to me Mm -hmm. to go through these. And uh, I wanted to get that sense of, you know, the storm that's going on inside of you, the exhaustion with it, like all of it combined into it. And, um, looking at them now, I seriously am in my favorite pieces just because I have so much heart into it and passion in it. And I feel like if people really look at it, they'll see that. And, um, yeah, you're talking about the difference between a vector image and a normal image. Uh, go to a graphic designer. I can't like persuade people enough that it's so important. First of all, like you're going back to like, you had different, you wanted different options. Mm -hmm. Um, especially with like my classes with Jake, when he's teaching us, like he's always like, make sure you have different options. Here's what it could look like if you did it on that, like whatever it might be. Um, we did like, uh, some of our projects require us to put it on a t-shirt, put it on some type of merchandise, put it on a poster, put it on a billboard, you know, see what it would look like in different scenarios. And People don't normally think of that. Like, I mean, I honestly, I'll stop you right here. I didn't think of that. But like, when you think about that, it's like, well, this is what it would look like in a real world application as opposed to mm-hmm. just a picture on your computer or yeah. like a snapshot on your phone yeah. or like a thing on Facebook or whatever, you know? So, yeah. And like, okay, this is going to be my little rant of the night <laughs> for this. Make sure you get it in a vector format. I cannot press this enough. Like... A vector image is so much better. And like the difference, here's the best way I can explain it, is um, so let's say you have two files. They're the same logo. One's in done in Photoshop. One is done in Illustrator. For those of you guys who don't know that, Illustrator is really well known for um, logos is what we, is a big thing that we use it for. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Photoshop is done in pixels pretty much. Yes. And so you save it as a JPEG. You save this one uh, well, as a vector file. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, uh, and let's say, you know, they were two by three inches, both of them. Mm-hmm. Well, you wanted to use this as a giant poster that you want to put at this big event that you have. Yeah. You want to stretch it out and put it yeah. on some giant like canvas yeah. thing that you're going to. Yeah. So your vector image is based off of points, lines, curves, way that they go together. You scale that up, it's still going to be the same whether you scale it as big as you want it or as small as you want it. It is still going to look the same. You do that with a JPEG or PNG or, you know, whatever, (laughs) a pixelized image. Now think of like 
you take like a normal size image and then you just try to like stretch it, stretch out. it out how pixelated it's going to be and that's what it's going to be like so a vector image is so important yeah <laughs> and having it professionally done whether you know it or not like our job is to be creative and we're huge like creative people and you give us that i that that chance to be creative um it's sometimes one of our favorite things to do is when people can give it's i mean it's sometimes a headache but <laughs> uh when people come to us and like hey we need a logo for this what can you create like i follow like a ton of different graphic designers um and their pa- and different pages and stuff and i just look that's half of what I see on my like Instagram, whatever it is. Uh, but I'm absorbing all of that mm-hmm. and I'm taking in like pieces. I'm like, I really like the way they did that. Yeah. Let's change it a little bit and do this. I like the way the words sat on this. I'm mm-hmm. going to borrow that, but I'm going to put it on something else like this that I liked. And I, yeah. and then I created this. And if we slam them all together, now I have a mm-hmm. piece that I created, yeah. you know, or not me, but you, you know, <laughs> so. But we're, we're definitely creative and like, if you look at some logos and the way that they have hidden things in there that relate to that product that you wouldn't have noticed really, or you wouldn't really have thought of like, I'm smiling really hard. (laughs) Um, and I'll tell you why, if you have any audible farm stuff, look at the pick that the pig is holding. Uh, the pick is actually, it says three FB on it for three finger Betty, which was the band I was in and (laughs) still am in, but it's one of those things where, like you said, these people can hide stuff in there and do stuff yeah. where you're just like, that's a neat thing I never would have noticed. And, yeah. and bada bing, bada boom. Yeah. And, you know, we're willing to work with you. If you have an idea, a general concept of what you wanted to have it look like, like give it to us, but also be willing to listen to our feedback. Um, that's another thing that's... That's a big thing is like people sometimes have that idea in their head. And then when they tell a graphic designer, we might look at you or try not to look at you uh in a like kind of dumbfounded look because it's just like that would not look good like we know when things are gonna look bad if you get a good graphic designer we know when things are gonna look bad and we'll tell you and but you got to be willing to listen to it and the clients that are willing to listen to it they're they're some of the best clients is they're willing to listen to your feedback and we're willing to listen to you and we put our name on this so we want it to look good yes and so we're going to tell you if it's not going to look good. Well, another thing you could do would be like, I want it like this and it's got to be like this. And you're thinking, I can do it like that, but it would look better like this. So what yeah. you could do is make the thing that I want and then be like, I also thought it might look cool if we did it this way. And you can show them that mm-hmm. as well. And they're like, oh my gosh, like I would have <laughs> never thought of that. And so when you put the two side by side for them, they're like, that's insanely cool. I want the one that you made yeah. because what I thought of is actually now it doesn't look as good mm-hmm. compared to the other one, you know? Yeah. And, once again, if if I wanted to like draw this thingy or whatever and make it and it's like it looks cool or whatever, but like what if I wanted to like make a make it from landscape to portrait? And then mm-hmm. it's like I gotta start all over. I don't know how to do any <laughs> of this stuff, you know. But like someone like you could be like, Well, here's what it looks like landscape, here's mm-hmm. portrait, here's a big one, here's one with a red background, here's one with white yeah. lettering. I mean you could just just mm-hmm. give me like twenty options, you know, and it yeah it's not like it's no work for you, but it's a million times less work for you because you know what you're doing than it would be for me. And we have like the, I mean, generally we're already probably thinking of ways for you to have different options. Mm -hmm. Uh, Like definitely. So recently for one of my projects that our teacher gave us is to create our own logo, our own brand. And uh, 
I've been sharing this. I shared it with you, obviously. Um, but a lot of people point out my glasses is a huge part of my identity right now, apparently. Uh, the <laughs> amount of times I get comments about my glasses. Uh, and I'm Step like, aside, Sally, Jesse, Raphael. <laughs> That's a reference most people won't know. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> but uh, as soon, I'm like, you know what? I had this idea just popped in my head. I was like, let's just put my glasses in my logo. And uh, so I decided uh, I actually found a picture because <laughs> I got these at iBuyDirect. So I <laughs> <laughs> um, found a picture that was of the glasses of the front and then like uh, did an outline of it. And then made three different copies of it. And since CMYK, for anybody that knows anything about like printing stuff, so uh, you have RGB and mm. then you have CMYK. Yep. So CMYK, you cyan, magenta, and yellow. So I took the three different copies, made them each cyan, magenta, yellow, and then placed them together. So when you're looking at them from a distance, they almost look like they have like a gradient or blend on them that kind of makes it, you'll see like it flow through different colors. Um, because like when you print stuff, that's how they print off the different colors is the mixtures of the different um, colors in order to make whatever color you're wanting. <laughs> um, but so when I put them together and depending on which one I bring up to the front, it's going to change the color and the way that it flows together. Nice. So once again, I mean, that's way above my pay grade. It's something I wouldn't think of. Uh, yeah, but like you wouldn't, you can't really see it from when you're just looking at it normally. But if you actually look at it de detailing, you'll see different lines of the pink and the blue and the yellow flowing together. And, ah, that's cool. And I was like, that's just, it just popped in my head. I was like, you know, what? I'm going to try it and ended up falling in love with it. And uh, then I put the illustrator pin, which to most people, it's going to be known as the calligraphy pin. Yep. Um, but that's, the pin that we use a lot when we're working in Illustrator. It's a big <laughs> tool that we use. Uh, so I was like, you know what? I'm going to make it look like my glasses are just barely unfinished and put that pin in there. And then... Believe it or not, that's in there so well that the first time I saw it, I was like, oh, this is, these are neat. This is a cool logo. And then the second time I looked, I was like, oh, and I noticed <laughs> it was in there. And so like, it's it's not like it's hidden, Yeah. but it's it's in there well enough. It's disguised and mm -hmm. it's, it's not like blatantly obvious and, and like sticking out like a sore thumb. And yeah. that's, once again, uh, an attribute to mm -hmm. a, a graphic designer being good at art, you know, and like yeah. knowing how to blend stuff together. Oh, yeah. I, it's actually been a ton of fun. I actually... It's really weird because sometimes with logos, it takes me a little while to come up with an idea. But uh, with just having that random thought of, let's just do my glasses. You know, that's part of who I am. You know, I and people seem to identify mm -hmm. uh, when they see me. Uh, so I was like, you know what? Let's just put it in my logo. Let's change it up. Let's do something fun. Uh, and I'm like way ahead <laughs> uh, with the process of creating my logo, which is really weird. Um, and normally my teacher, because I always, I ask like a thousand questions to him because I know this is my last semester, so I'm absorbing as much as I can from him. Mm -hmm. And he was like, I really like what you're doing with this. And I was like, yes. Yes. Yeah. One. <laughs> yes. No, um, but yeah, no, I'm planning on making, I got stickers, Yes. which I got to get you one yes. whenever they come in. But uh, And I'll get uh, you some stickers. Yes. Do but, a sticker trade. Yes. I love graphic design. I love it so much. It's so much fun. So let me ask you this. Like if you're creating something in the teacher or let's say you're taking a consignment from someone, they're like, make me a logo. And that's all they say. <laughs> um, 
Is that more difficult than if somebody has an idea? I mean, like we talked about, if somebody has an idea that's so specific that that's like, you know, it won't work, but mm -hmm. it still gives you enough of an idea to start something, I would assume, as opposed to somebody that's just like, I'm just throwing something out there. Like, I got a Mexican restaurant. Make me a logo. And it's like, <laughs> oh, okay. Like, where yeah. do I... It, is there like a toughness as to like, I don't know where to start on this one or if you have like an idea of where you're going with it? To um, honestly, uh, well, if somebody doesn't have an idea, they just know that they want it for whatever business that they have or whatever it is that they're going to use it for. Um, I guess for me, I would ask questions about who they are, learn who they are as a person. Like my, what I would do for myself is different than what I would do for you. Makes sense. Um, we both have different personalities. We both have different, you know, <laughs> lives, I guess. Uh, and so if I know the person, I feel like it's easier to tailor it towards them. Um, but I think starting out by asking those questions, you know, simple questions that you wouldn't necessarily think of, but like, Hey, what's your favorite color? Like, yeah, you know, whether you know it or not, colors are extremely important <laughs> in yes. your projects too. Uh, but definitely tailoring it to the person and so like if, even if you don't have an idea like hey let me ask you some questions let me get to know you let me just let's just sit down and talk and um get to the idea about hey what is this logo going to be used for what's your passion behind it uh that's definitely going to play into i think how you design that logo um if someone has an idea i mean it's nice to to have that idea but um if they're so set on it, that can be a little frustrating for a designer and can be a little scary, I guess, too, because uh, people don't necessarily want to appreciate graphic designers uh, or artists, I guess, in general, in the terms of paying for their creativity. Okay, I would definitely go. I would agree with that 100%. So there's so many and I, I see it and I'm not trying to like knock on anybody in the music scene, but I see it a lot in the music scene. Like I said, people, instead of paying somebody $50, will garble something together mm -hmm. on their own and be like, this is good enough. And like when I joined three finger Betty, our logo was a, was a black rectangle with the text three finger Betty. That's all it said. <laughs> and it was just like, we need to do something with yeah. this. So we paid a guy to do something yeah. with it. And he gave us three different logos. Mm -hmm. All of them were pretty different from one another. Cause we gave them like ideas and they were, they were amazing, you yeah. know? And it's one of those things like, he, he kind of was just like, your band is this and, and it's maybe a little bit of this and maybe a little bit of that. So mm -hmm. he gave us three different things to work with. And then that was yeah. the same thing with like working on the artwork for our latest album. It was like, we want it to look kind of like this, kind of like this, kind of like this. And we gave him a little bit of a, a, a good enough direction where to go up, but gave him enough free space to, mm -hmm. to put his own stuff in there, you know? So you can see a lot of those things from, yeah. from what we told him to do. And then you can also see what he kind of just took on his own and, and did it. Yeah, I, I promise you... From a graphic designer's standpoint, if you have a bad graphic, we are hardcore judging you. <laughs> I mean that in the nicest way possible and slightly joking, but honestly, it's we, we as graphic designers, I will say that like I love it for the fact that um I'm a perfectionist and when it comes to graphic design, it comes in great handy. Um whether I am designing like a magazine spread, whatever it might be we have to be perfectionists. Mm -hmm. We have to be able to spot something that's misaligned, something that doesn't look right. Um, and trust me, like even going to restaurants and looking at their menus, I, I've actually looked at one and been like, this needs to be moved here. Like if I had a pin, I would have been like critiquing it because <laughs> 
that's just the way my brain is. It, it's been pretty much programmed now yeah. <laughs> with being in the cl- classes and stuff like that. But I, I mean, I don't think you're, I don't think you're alone in that though. I think everybody will judge based on that to an mm-hmm. extent. We might not yeah. go as deep to be like, well, obviously if you, you know, blah, blah, and put this and angled it a little bit this mm-hmm. way and then and we're not doing that much. Yeah. But like, like I said, with the band things, if you're a band and you just have like a rando logo, like I said, with the three finger Betty logo, like just white text on black, like nobody's going to take you seriously. Yeah. And it's not that like the end game is to make a million dollars and be mm-hmm. the most famous and look so professional and polished, but it goes a long ways. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I'm not, we're not going to name any names, but we talked about, you know, I showed you a couple examples or told you about a couple examples beforehand of like logos that I saw that I was like, this isn't very good. And somebody's trying to use this as their logo. And yeah. it just, it, it might not lend itself to what they're trying yeah. to do, you know, or it might not look as professional. And like, believe it or not, even if you are, even if you are just playing music or whatever, you might need a decent logo. Yeah. Like, like me, I got a podcast and it's not like, not like I'm Joe Rogan or anything, but it, it, it does help to have a nice logo, yeah. believe it or not. Trust Pe- me, people are going to take you more seriously if your logo looks nice. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, it, I'll go back to the, you know, the culinary thing. People's eat with their eyes. People are going to judge your business by the way the logo looks. Uh, yeah. Uh, and um, <laughs> yeah. coming from, because I work for Spin Market here in Fort Dodge, uh, we do digital marketing. Oh, cool. Um, so I design websites too for people. Um, and I kid you not, I have a hard time looking at some people's websites. Me. Um, Mine's Audible Farms, guilty of that. It's not very amazing. I can help you. It works. <laughs> dude, Let I, me help you. <laughs> dude, I went to school. I went to school for that too and dropped out. But uh, no, I, I mean that's something too, though. Like something's better than nothing. But at the same yeah. time, like somebody asked me to help him make a website, and I was like, mm-hmm. I can make you something generic, <laughs> but I can't make you something good. And like, especially with today's technology, anybody can have access to. There's so many programs out there where people can uh, design their own websites. But just because you can doesn't mean you should. <laughs> exactly. And uh, that's a huge thing, especially uh, in working at Spin Market, is that sometimes people don't understand that, Um, that there's a lot of things that people don't think about that we do. And there's a science behind your websites and the way that you word things, the way that things are placed. Um, There's different programs that like technology that we have um, that we can tell where exactly they're hovering over the most. Mm. where where like your SEOs are sender search engine operators I don't know I'm not going to screw up the words I'm probably screwing it up already um but the words that you use like keywords mm-hmm. are going to put you on is going to be the difference between page 1 of Google and page 37 or even the difference between page one and three is like mm-hmm. insane or one and two. There's so many people that will never, ever click to page two of Google's oh, like, yeah. returns. So getting I mean, on that first page is important. And especially like, for instance, like if you search, let's just say dental clinics in Fort Dodge, um, the likelihood of you clicking the last one compared to the first one is uh, the, it's just, you're, you're pretty much unlikely to get that client. Yeah. If you're the last person. And the last one could be the best one. And because of just how things are set up in algorithms, it might not end up being working in your favor at all, you know? So, so whether like the design side of things is extremely important. If things look nice and they look smooth and they look clean and they look professional. Oh yeah. You're going to get my business. Yeah. uh, Cause you look like you take care of your stuff. Yeah. So 
there's a lot of stuff that goes into it. Man, we've we actually have actually covered an hour and we haven't even crossed all of the things off of the list. I will say this at the end here, and I'm if you're wondering <laughs> how in the heck do I spell schwanky, don't worry about it. All the links are in the description section. Um, so I'm going to throw these out here before we get too much farther into here. But uh, if if you're looking for examples of what Mackenzie can do for you. Um, she just started an Instagram page and a Facebook page to show like what she can do. If you're on Facebook, it's Schwanky Artistry. And then if you're on Instagram, it's Schwanky.Artistry. Once again, there's links in the bottom. I'm going to tag her in everything that I post <laughs> and stuff. So it should be really easy to find. So if you're like, oh, I don't know how to spell it. I don't want to spell it wrong. Because believe it or not, I went to school <laughs> with her for three years and I spelled it wrong. So, um, but yeah, so that's, it's there. I'm assuming you're taking commissions if people want. To, oh yeah. Okay. I, I would love to work with, I love doing creative stuff. So I will always take, uh, new projects, new things to, you know, since this is mostly a music podcast, I'm just <laughs> saying bands, if you don't have a logo and you need something that looks a little bit better than what you have, I'm not going to judge anyone. <laughs> And Mackenzie is actually a very nice person. She will not judge anyone. But if you want a logo, she can do something for you. Yeah. Maybe you have a buddy that you want to go with instead. But pay a graphic designer to yeah. make your stuff look professional. Yeah. Uh, and if you don't know one, here's a graphic designer. And like I said, it looks good. <laughs> I. It's not that you and I went to accounting school together. And it's not that I was like... Mackenzie doesn't know jack about art, but like when you started doing stuff, I was like, holy cow, this is actually really good, yeah. you know? And it's, like I said, this isn't, it's not meant to be a dig on you at all, but I was just like, wow, this is crazy, you yeah. know? Like, and so. I mean, honestly, uh, <laughs> I had the thoughts about myself. I was just like, when I was creating some stuff and I was like, wow, like, especially looking at where I was last year compared to where I am this year, like some of the stuff I create, I'm just like, I really love this. Like. I'm, I'm actually proud of myself for this. Like, uh, that's a good feeling. Yeah. And especially, you know, especially as graphic designers, we put our name on that stuff and and artists are some of the most critical people about yeah. themselves. And if we're going to put our name on something, we're going to make sure it's something that we're proud of. Yeah. Uh, and that's a big thing for me is I want to be proud of the stuff I do. Mm -hmm. And so if I don't like something, I most likely I haven't posted about it first of all, but, uh, I'll tell, I'll tell you straight up. Like there's some projects that, uh, other people might like of mine, but I just don't like it. And it's might be just be because I'm critical of myself and that perfectionist side does come into tail against that. But yeah, it's, it's a blessing and a curse to be a, a perfectionist. Really you just got to make sure you don't go too hard on yourself mm -hmm. you know and that's i think that's the one thing a lot of us forget i myself am also a perfectionist i've talked about it with some of my musician friends it's one of the things i struggle with because it's like i'm around people who are so good at music i interview musicians on the podcast and stuff like that and it's just like man i i don't know if i'm any good at this but then you <laughs> you know you go out and play and you're like i am good i'm better than this guy over here that doesn't know anything mm -hmm. you know and that's like the other thing i think of when i go out to bars and play it's like these people hate me. And it's like, they don't know how to play an instrument anymore than the man on the moon. They probably think what I'm doing is like yeah. wizard work, you well, know? Like, especially in classes, um, which this probably came from my, uh, all my years of playing sports in high school, uh, is I'm very competitive. <laughs> so I'm always, uh, I am comparing myself on, you know, what my classmates have done. Uh, how can I top them? Uh, yes. And I love some of my class, like, <laughs> That sounded bad. I shouldn't say that that way. Um, my classmates are great. Uh, but 
I'm always looking to try to top them because in when they graduate, we're competition now. Yeah. And I actually will probably be going to my old high school here um, and talking to some of the people there. And I kid you not, I'm waiting for the question of how do you like, how are you going to succeed in this career? And the one thing I'm going to say is you got to work hard. And the amount of people in the graphic design that they have potential, but they're not putting in an ev- any effort. Like it starts from your being willing to wake up, get to class on time, show up, be present and work your butt off to get where you are. I'm always looking to like top myself. What, what is something I missed? I'm always asking my teacher a thousand questions. Hey, what does this look like? Does this look bad? And like, I want to hear all that information because I know that like as soon as semester is over, he's no longer my teacher. Mm-hmm. And so I take in that information that I can get now so I can just, you know, grow from there. And so I'm always looking to top <laughs> one of my classmates. And Well, I will have to say this. Hard work is definitely something that you do know a lot about. Some people might turn their nose up at it, but you, when you're all said and done, you're going to have five different degrees. Mm-hmm. And some, like I said, some people are going to be like, well, you should have just done one thing and stuck with it because that's what I did. And it's like, well, yeah. guess what? It's not the 1920s anymore. It's not yeah. like you just get a factory job, work 60 years, get a gold watch and retire. Mm-hmm. You can do whatever you want in this world and you're doing what you want. And that's one of the things I really appreciate about you is the fact that you you worked hard and stuck with it and got your degrees and things. And even though they didn't work out the way they wanted, you, you picked yourself back up. You tried again. You did a different thing. You followed it all the way through to the end mm-hmm. and you just kept going and never stops. So like, yeah. that's probably my favorite thing about you, uh, meeting you at Iowa Central. It's not that like, like you said, it's not like everyone there is, it's a community college. Not mm-hmm. everyone's there that wants to be there. That was me 10 or 15 years ago. I went there and didn't want to be there. I was not one of the good students, you know? And then when I went back as an adult, I knew what I wanted to do. And yeah. I was one of the good students, you know? And mm-hmm. like you said, I, I realized that like, I need to learn how to do this stuff or need to take in some of this information in order to Mm -hmm. apply it to my daily life in some fashion. That was a big thing is like you put in what you're going to get out. Like if you put in a ton of work, you're going to get a lot of like good things coming out of that. And, um, it's so hard to see people that don't want to put in that effort and it just blows my mind. And maybe that's the way I was raised, but Oh gosh, <laughs> it blows my mind. And you know, I did get a lot of crap for coming back for multiple degrees. And the amount of times I got asked, oh, when are you going to finally leave Iowa Central? <laughs> like, and yeah, sometimes there was days that I was just like, oh my gosh, like this is my sixth year. But, but we had, we did also talk you five degrees mm-hmm. in six years though. Yeah. Technically, yeah. I got, I got two in three years. So um, it's nothing to sneeze at. There's some people that got one in three yeah. years, you know? And well, there's some people that, like me, I went for two different semesters and dropped out both times. I got zero degrees. So I went up for a whole year and got nothing out yeah. of it, you know? I mean, and the whole time, I still worked my butt off. Uh, I Accounting, I was always good at math in high school. Mm-hmm. Um. And, I, and accounting is math art, if anybody doesn't yeah. know. It's, it's art with math. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I'll, I'll just quote my mother on this with the reason why I shouldn't be in accounting. Um, my mom always said, Mackenzie, if you have to be creative in accounting, you probably shouldn't do it. Ooh, yeah, that's, uh, <laughs> that's actually the uh, underground term for wrong accounting yes, is creative yes. accounting. And I'm like, you're, you're not wrong. But uh, 
you know, I I love the teachers, Doc Don, Nikki. They were they were great. I they seriously they're amazing. Oh man, we we I mean we could talk forever about yeah. how great they are. They instilled a lot of very good values. Yes, us. and but I think especially when it came to my internship, and I was sitting there, and I remember typing in numbers into a computer and thinking, this is not what I'm supposed to do. Like, I can see that my life too, cannot be all about numbers. And that's me. I've, my sister's an accountant. And oh my gosh, she's amazing at it. So I am not dissing accountants when you're, I say that. You're just wired differently. Yeah. I don't think that way. And my parents, when my mom, when I was like, mom, I'm going to go to graphic design. Um, of course, at one point they were like, oh my gosh, another degree. But uh, they were also like, Mackenzie, we knew accounting wasn't for you. We know that you're a creative person. You've always been a creative person. And accounting is not the field for you. It's not for everyone. And it's still a great skill. Um, all my degrees, they're going to come in handy at some point. Obviously, the culinary one was coming in handy it when are, I least expected yeah. it. Um, but, you know... Going into my last semester, if I think about the last, you know, when I was finishing the, the culinary and finishing the accounting, I was honestly terrified to graduate because I was like, oh my gosh, what am I going to do? I'm actually going to have to do this every yep. day. Um, but now coming into my last semester with graphic design, I'm so like... You're ready for I'm it. I'm ready and yep. I'm passionate and I'm happy and I love what I get to do, you know, I have so much confidence and a lot of that I will give credit to Jake. Um, he is such a great teacher. I cannot express that enough. Um, this isn't just like a us plugging Iowa Central, but Iowa Central's got a bunch of really amazing programs. They really do. Honestly. They have great teachers. For no more than it costs to go there. Um, I, I'm going to just drop some names, names of some really great teachers. Jennifer Dutcher has such an amount of joy. If you've been in her classes, you will understand she is fantastic as a teacher. Rochelle Green, she's so fantastic. Uh, Jake Zweibomber, so fantastic. <laughs> like, those are like my top three, especially with graphic design. Obviously, I have to be in those. But um, they have such a passion and they show it. And like, the one thing I loved was when I talked to Jennifer Dutcher and she was like, this doesn't feel like a job to me because I love what I get to do. And like, in my head, I was like, yes, like, <laughs> that's the way I feel for graphic design is like, it doesn't feel like a job when I get to design something. It's fun. Like I get to create something and it's just so much passion into it. It's so much fun. And, uh, I mean, sure there's days where I'm just like, I just don't want to do this. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, but it's just, it's fun. It's uh stress relieving sometimes. Uh, if you love doing what you do, you never work a day in your exactly. life. And that is like the actual embodiment of it. I also think some of those sayings when you're growing up, you're like, this is corny. And then you're like, you get a little bit older and you're like, oh, I understand yeah. this actually. It actually has merit, you know? <laughs> and so, McKen, we still have stuff on the list. I'm not going to keep you here for hours and hours and I hours. Mean, you totally can. I have nothing else to do with my life. <laughs> we, we will save some of this stuff for another <laughs> podcast just Ooh, to bring you back. Two years from now. It took me <laughs> it, two years to finally do this. It took you a while to finally do this. I'll but I'm glad we did it now, though, because you're starting to launch your own, I wouldn't say it's your own personal business, but you're starting to do your own graphic design mm -hmm. for everyone else. So once again, if anybody's looking for any graphic design work, Mackenzie's links are down below. Hit her up. She's looking to put her name on the map. She will help you do something and help you fit what you want yeah. on, onto your logo, uh, t-shirt designs, 
anything. If you got a band, restaurant, if you, I don't care if you have a plumbing supply store, she can help. <laughs> plumbing supply I, store. <laughs> <laughs> of all things, that I, that's the first thing that popped in your head. Sorry. I, don't, I don't know. But, but seriously. I, yeah, seriously, I, I'd love to work with new people. I'd love to expand my portfolio. Uh, I've, I mean, to drop something, I helped, uh, all right, I just started helping a, the Atlantic movie theater from my hometown. Um, and pretty much doing it for free. I'm not expecting to get paid. I just wanted to do it to help them because especially with this whole COVID year, they need the help. Our our movie theater in town folded and then the city had to buy it and start it. I think they're running it as some sort of, maybe a non-for-profit. I'm not 100% sure, but like, it's it's important. Seriously, first of all, support your movie theaters. Um, But I love going to movie theaters. I I just, I've always loved it. There's just something about it. But yeah. um, So being able to help these people, uh, it was, it's just, you know, it's fun. I love helping people. Uh, I also, I mean, I do a lot of just small projects, uh, to help people. I do this, started running the social media for my church, um, that I do lead worship at and play piano. So that'll be on the next podcast, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Cause you do have a musical background. We haven't really, we didn't even really dig into it at all, but that's the other thing is you do music stuff. So it's not like you're just foreign to musicians. So if anybody's, once again, if anybody's a musician and you need some graphic artwork Mm -hmm. done, she can help. She knows, she feels the plight of the musician just as much as we all do. So I mean, even helping with the fact that with all my different degrees, my different areas that I've covered, I have a lot of different experience and I've met a lot of different people. And yeah, I, I feel like I have a very diverse amount of knowledge for only being on this earth for 23 years. But, uh, I, I love to take on new things. I love to try new things. Uh, yeah, I'm totally willing to work with whoever, as long as you're willing to work with me. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So if anybody's looking for the stuff, look down below for the links. They'll be there. Click on it. Go go through the Instagram. Look at some of the pictures. Go through the Facebook. Look at some of the pictures. Uh, there's going to be more stuff added there oh, yeah. as you start doing more for other people. I need so. to update it more. I'll be honest. Sometimes I'm a little lacking, but I'm trying, guys. <laughs> I'm, I'm the same way. And I mean... Trust me, I should post more on Audible Farm, and I some weeks I do, and some weeks I don't, and some weeks I feel browbeaten by the internet and mm-hmm. have that nobody cares feeling that some people, you know. But this week was one of those weeks where I didn't share almost anything, and and the post I shared with the guest, everybody blew up, and mm-hmm. they're they're all saying how great the episode is, and it's it's amazing, you know. It's yeah. nice to have that feedback. So yeah, sometimes putting stuff out there is nice for people to be able to comment on it. If you like what she's doing, you know, give her a heart, yeah. give her a likes, you know, thumbs up, yeah. like her page. Um, just consider it as an option. Yeah. Like I said, it's not like, if it's just logos, even if you need pictures taken, like I'm always willing to, you know, practice some more. I, I mean, photography isn't obviously my main department, but I love getting to practice with it. An intermediate photographer is better than a beginner with a cell phone. (laughs) And that's nothing against people with cell phones because I've done some magic with cell phone cameras, but at the same rate, (laughs) like, like I said, it's. If you want band pictures taken, she'll help you out with that too. Yeah. Uh, heck, I don't. I mean, it could be anything. It could be literally anything. Uh, digital. Maybe I mean, we'll like to, you said, maybe we'll have to take pictures with you playing and post them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know what? I would actually be down for that because we don't really have any pictures for Three Finger Betty. And as a matter of fact, we had somebody with a cell phone take our last one, and it's it's not bad, but it's just like <laughs> I don't know. I got Damn, the whole I got I'll the whole like out. 
you know, like the the Tommy Tommy boy like chin thing going on or whatever. But so. let me out, let me in it. Let's oh, yeah. do it. Let's I'm do in. It. I'm in. If anybody else is in, click the links down below. Mackenzie, thank you very much for joining me. <laughs> I I hope you come back, and it doesn't take you two years to come back on the podcast. I definitely will be back. All right, I promise you. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, baby, that was a fun one. That was a really fun episode. Believe it or not, even though I went to school with Mackenzie for uh, the better part of two years, and we had a lot of classes together, I still learned a lot about her in this podcast. And, uh, you know, some people might be thinking, why did you have somebody on here as a graphic designer? Well, I've had other artists on here before, and I believe that art is just as an important part of the music scene, of, of literally everything. Artists are undersold every single day. I don't think artists should ever have to work for free. I don't think they should ever be pressured to work for free. And that goes for graphic designers, photographers, artists, whether or not you're digital artist or whether or not you're making actual paintings. I don't care if you're a musician, solo musician. I don't care if you do recording art. It does not matter. I think that this should not be something that is taken lightly in the world because believe it or not, like she said so many times, like, you eat with your eyes when you're looking at food, and it's no different than with businesses. If you walk by a business and it's just got some, you know, schmucky looking artwork, it's just like, man, this could be so much better, you know? And it's it's not like we're judging anyone, but at the same time, everyone everyone does it. We, we judge things based on the way they look, and graphic designers help out so much. Like I said in the episode, I didn't make the artwork for Audible Farm. Why? Because I would have, I could have made something, but... It wouldn't have been anything very fancy, so I wanted to make sure it got done right and it looked good, so I paid a graphic designer to do it. And I've actually convinced a couple of my musician buddies to go about the same route and pay a graphic designer to help make them a logo. And believe it or not, it makes things look so professional. It makes them look so good. As soon as they upload that artwork onto their page, people say, I love this. And that is, that's exactly what these graphic designers are looking for. They're willing to work with you too. And that's another thing that we talked about in this episode. So, I, you know, I got to say thanks to, for you know, having Mackenzie come on the podcast and take some time out of her day to sit down and talk with us about this because it's an important thing. And, uh, you know, of all the people I met at Iowa Central, she's one of the good people that I met there. And, you know, she never gave up. She kept going back for degrees until she found something she loved and she, she seems very happy doing what she's doing. So if you guys are looking for any graphic design work, any photography work, anything like that, hit her up, you know, and that, like I said, Make sure you pay your artists to do the work for you. I'm sure Mackenzie will be willing to work with people on, on price, but you, you have to pay these people to do the work. It's not free work. If it, if it was, everyone would be able to do it. And nobody would ever pay anyone for anything. And I think this it's no different than food. I mean, like even if you go out to eat, you're paying somebody else to do some work for you. And that should be the way it is for everything. Don't ask graphic artists or any artist, for that matter, to work for free. I also don't really believe in uh, musicians working for free exposure. That's not really something. There's, uh, there's definitely a debate to be made about that. It's a common topic in the podcast. And um, I actually have a few things like that I want to talk to with another guest maybe at a later date. But I want to bring up those topics at another date. So this one, this one was all positive. I loved it. I love having people like Mackenzie around to, to spin ideas off of and to just, you know, kind of make sure I'm, I'm keeping myself even keel, you know, and it's, it's one of those things, like I said, I didn't think I would be making friends when I went to Iowa Central as a, a quote unquote adult, 
you know, going back there, I, I went back at a slightly older age than most of my peers that were there, and I actually walked out with a handful of really good buddies, and uh, Mackenzie's one of those, so hit her up if you want some graphic artwork done, and if you guys are curious, what kind of stuff can she do? Well, uh, down below in the, in the description, there's links. There are links to everything that she's done. Um, like I said, there's a Facebook and an Instagram page. I'm sure she's going to be updating more of those uh, in the upcoming months, maybe even in the upcoming days or weeks. She just recently made a logo, and I said, oh, you got to get stickers for this. So we, we, I hooked her up with the sticker company that I use, and, and she's going to get some stickers done, and I can't wait. So uh, I made a big trade. I got, I gave her some of my stickers, and she's going to have to give me some of hers. And, and you know what? Maybe I'll even pay her for them because, you know what? you got to pay these people to do this stuff. And, you know, stickers aren't free. Artwork's not free. None of it's free. So if somebody's asking, you know, for graphic design work and they want you to pay or even an artist or a musician it's worth it it is so worth it and that's something i've i've kind of leaned into a little bit in the last handful of weeks on the podcast because i think it's so important and if you think it's important to hit her up ask her to do some graphic artwork for you if you're looking for just something as simple as a band logo she can help help you work something out that'll fit you fit your band fit your style fit your favorite things in there uh, i know a lot of graphic designers that are more than willing to work with whoever is commissioning the work to make sure the work gets done the way that they want it to get done and so that is one thing i really do appreciate about graphic artists is they they take the time you know these graphic designers they take they take time to to make sure what they're doing uh, not only meets their standards but meets the standards of the client or the customer or whoever's making the commissions for them so i gotta say once again i appreciate mackenzie coming on the podcast taking time out of her day if you're interested in her stuff the links are down below thanks mackenzie there's also links down below for all sorts of Audible Farm goodies. There's the shop. There's the Patreon page. There's the website. From the website, you can find everything from the YouTube channel. You can subscribe to the YouTube channel. That's It's slowly growing, and it's slowly getting bigger, so check that out. If you're looking for full video versions, they're available on the Patreon page. It only costs $1 a month. That's $12 a year. That's like a quarter an episode. That's all I'm asking for is one quarter for every episode and if you're interested in that go for it if not it's cool too there will be clips on the youtube channel and the audio version is always going to be free if you're not interested in uh you know any of the merch or anything or you don't want to purchase anything you know monetary support's not the only type of support you can give you can also give support in the fashion of likes subscribes shares and this last week i got a bunch of those so i really do appreciate everybody supporting and doing all the good things so i'll be back next week with another episode and another great person peace